calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Change is easy to sell. Well, the idea of it is anyway. People love the idea of change, but they fear the practice. And the bigger the change, the easier it is to get the buy-in. So long as a transition sounds easy. And that's the kind of change you have to keep your eye on. The things that shift when nobody's looking. Scales tipping behind closed doors. The whole world turning upside down. A year after the fact introduction is a press release cultivated by the same hand that flipped the switches. That, for me, is the ultimate nightmare. Waking up tomorrow when everything's different, and there's nothing you can do to change it. The heavy metallic grind is sobering. The kind that makes your molars ache and your eyes water. The manhole cover hits the street hard as the four of you climb free of the heavy stench of the sewers. It took most of the night to make it from Halberd Avenue all the way to the wargs, using the sewer system and old fading memories of maps and routes. But it was a damn sight easier than trying to navigate the streets while a full-on gang war is raging above. Besides the distant howls along the shore of the Chartreuse Ocean, the street is dead silent. The towering ghosts of empty warehouses loom ominously against the remaining night sky. This is the address. 788 Longship Boulevard. The one etched into the collar. One of the many abandoned warehouses to be found in this district. Decade-old husks, reeking of past industry, fenced off from the populace. The heavy chain closing the gate dangles limply over a faded metallic sign that says Exos Biotech. Caution. Dangerous chemicals. Keep out. All right, kitty, you're home. <laughs> it disagrees. <laughs> this is no place to raise a cat. It's no place for the god of justice either. Can I make a history check on what this company and their biotech is? Sure. Huh. Since I am... You know, artificer lore, I get to add double my proficiency on history checks based off of magical items, alchemical stuff, and all the good things. Does that apply here? Sure. Uh, then that is a 14. <laughs> uh, you are 100% positive that Exos never had any chemical plants. This building makes no sense. It is a front. Exos has never had a biochemical plant. This is a front. The back's over there. 
We are professionals, are we not? Professional what? Professionally curious. Professional cat smugglers at this point. Don't say smuggler. I'm starting to think this, he gestures with his knives towards the cat on his chest, was not the best way for me to hold on to this cat. Don't point knives at the cat. Oh, she loves him, look. Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> I mean, what would you call it? What? We're not exactly pet sitting. Yeah, but we don't have to train it to play with knives. You're right, though. We're catrepreneurs. I just don't like the idea of me being associated with smuggling any longer. May I get an investigation, a survival, and a perception? (laughs) Knowledge history. My worst fucking Or or investigate. (laughs) Fuck! Pick one of those ones that you're good at and roll it for me. I'm going to make an investigation because it's the best I got. That's what I did, too. Four plus one. (laughs) Two plus five. That is a 16 because I have expertise in survival. 17 in perception. All right. The things you notice while entering the gated courtyard and passing by the gate is that this lock is very new and has been used a lot recently. There is obvious footfall in the courtyard leading to the warehouse from not long ago. And the main thing that you notice, Vernon, is that the primary arcane power source to this place has been cut. They have been severed from the city's electricity. This place is not getting juice. They're off the grid. (laughs) It's not getting juice off the city or it's not getting juice at all? You don't know where they would get it if they're not getting it from the main power line. Okay. Cat power. There doesn't seem to be any kind of security present. No sign of any people, just recent activity. And the path to the front door seems fairly clear. Wiley kind of leans down over the, the rock gnome and goes, What do you see, boy? Something good? I see that you have not trimmed your nose hair in a long time. <laughs> he immediately just kind of like rubs his nose. No apparent guards. Not what I would do if I was running a front through a warehouse. What's the trap? My thoughts exactly. Why would Bo give us the address of a trap? Oh, wait. He's already done that. <laughs> You're quite certain you could jimmy this lock open without much work. Miss Deathrow? Yeah. What'd you pick up on? People have uh, been here recently. New lock. Not new no more. And I try to pop it open with the <laughs> thieves' tools. That is going to be a 17. Very easy to open the front lock and also the lock at the uh, entrance door. A service entrance, the kind of place where employees would come in, possibly guests of the warehouse. As I'm in there, I'm going to go ahead and sabotage the lock. Very good. No one will be able to retool this lock without a heavy refurbishing. Yeah, going to cost them like however much money it costs. I don't know. I open the locks. I don't pay for people to open them. What's a lock worth? A hundred gold? (laughs) (laughs) Wiley, none of us are getting paid today. Fuck. Make yourself useful. Look around quietly. Not my forte. I tickle the cat. Don't tickle the cat in public. (laughs) As you set foot into the warehouse, the acrid smell of corrosive liquids lingers in the air. It clears your sinuses but clouds your thoughts, ever so slightly. Your feet echo on the polished steel flooring. It's obvious this place has been stripped clean. A giant open space with a ceiling so far up you can't even make out the details of it in the darkness. There clearly used to be walls here, and machinery, but they've all been cleared out. All that remains are random pieces of metal pipes, a few broken pieces of office furniture, 
and dozens of giant metallic mounts where huge tanks of some kind must have been once rested. You have no idea what Exos Biotech used to do, but whatever it was, they did a lot of it. You move slowly in the silent dark expanse of the machine floor, but there's no sign of life. The one thing that does catch your eye, though, clear as the moon in the night sky, is an upstairs office overlooking the floor with a light on. A wide surveying window, cracked, revealing an empty space. There's a narrow staircase leading up to the office door, which seems ajar. I want to see if I can stealth up to the window. Yeah, give me a stealth check. And it's a 17 plus 5. Even though these are the kind of steel, echoey, perforated stairs that would normally make a lot of noise, you shift your weight carefully, don't make a peep, and make it up far enough to peek in the bottom of the window. No sign of life, completely empty, but this office has been torn up. I give him some hand signals that mean literally nothing. <laughs> like a baseball umpire just <laughs> flinging them. Uh, I guess he took the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I stand up. It's fine. There's nobody here. Not missing any beats. Detective Allman is going to head toward the office. After you. The office lingers with just as many chemical smells as the rest of the factory, mixed with cigarettes and alcohol. There are company charts on the walls showing blueprints of the facility and a few desks with paperwork scattered over them. An empty filing cabinet stands in the corner with all of the drawers fully removed and a few scraps of paper spread around. This place has also been cleared out, but not like the warehouse. That was stripped like a stolen wagon. This was quickly packed up like a backdoor lover, throwing on a pair of trousers at the first sound of spouse. A sloppy job. A single arcane lamp hums on one of the desks, the kind that has a 24-hour battery. It's flickering, but it still has a little life left in it. Miss Deathrow, silence for stealth missions. I, uh, where did I put it? Yellow. How did you get that back? You weren't paying attention. Who? Oh, Vivian. Yeah, no. How do you know her? Jesus. Give me that. All right. I thought it was for me. Yeah, what's up? The Kepler account. TPK? Well, you'd better get your asses down there. We got to be the first ones on site for that. What about yours? That's the most intelligible phone so far. Don't worry about me. I'll be there soon. My ass. Click. Mr. Decimus, can I ask you a question? Fire away. In your professional opinion, how the fuck are we not dead yet? Perhaps this cat is keeping us alive. We are of use to it somehow. Or, Bo is pulling some strings. I prefer the lucky cat theory. Uh, I'd say it was because I mounted the biggest knoll that we fought and rode his tits into the ground, but, you know, everybody deserves some credit, I guess. No. Exactly. <laughs> Let's get an investigate and survival from you two. Can I use my passive? Yeah. Sweet. Uh, survival is going to be an eight. I got a 20 total. You know, at some point, you surely would have been in a room that Bo had ransacked, and this really doesn't reek of his handiwork. You don't have any evidence that he's been here anytime recently, at least not in this office. You know exactly how he runs a sack. Mm. No, bottom Bo drawers no. first. <laughs> Vivian does. Top to bottom. <laughs> What's your passive? 20. Okay. It's clear that whoever was using this office was using it to write and store paperwork. These aren't factory invoices or employee ledgers. These don't belong at all. 
These are a hodgepodge of legal documents, lists of names, all of whom are regularly on the news, maps of Dungeon City with lines drawn through districts that don't exist. It takes time to make sense of it, but thanks to the haste of those which pack this place up, you all find a smoking wand of legal drafting. The cat sniffs the air and looks down at the random scattered papers curiously. A few pages you manage to fit together. An early draft of something, perhaps? It reads, Dungeon City Public Department, Dungeon Master's Office and Bureau of Citizenship. The Monster Designation Act. Intent. The intent of this legal document is to set the groundwork for the citywide enforced practice of designating Dungeon City citizens as either full citizen or monster. The purpose of this act is to help organize Dungeon City into legally controlled sectors. In the pursuit of city cleanup, balanced taxation, legal protection for all citizens, and a bold new set of ethics for law enforcement regarding non-full citizens and their limited rights. The definitions and moral intent behind them are in line with the foundation of the earliest Dungeon Masters, the Towers of Divinity, and all gods who reside therein, as well as the Dungeon City Police Department. Section 1. Definition. A monster is to be defined as a subrace of humanoid, including but not limited to undead, goblinoid, illithid, lycanthrope, elemental, infernal, aberrations, awoken beasts, and you can tell the list would go on and on, but the next pages are missing. But the documents themselves are all marked with the same letterhead. The offices of Tomlin Harthwell, future dungeon master of Dungeon City. You gotta be fucking kidding me. We found who the real villain is today. Gerrymandering. (laughs) (laughs) What a load of shit. You can't just... It's like everything. He lists everything that isn't human. I mean, bonus for me, but what the fuck? He does. If he were Dungeon Master, this would be legal. Unethical, but legal. Dungeon Masters shouldn't have that much power. They shouldn't, but... Son of a bitch. (laughs) Funny to think that the small smiling man is the one with the darkest plans. Sounds like your daddy is the lesser of two evils. What? Oh, the cat. (laughs) I mean, let's be real, cop. Don't talk about my father. (laughs) He he didn't say your father. He said your daddy. My revenue is not his concern. (laughs) (laughs) So what does this mean for us? It means that we're all fucked. It means that I, legally speaking, can't do anything about this. As I slide the paper over, to everyone else. I don't really uh, keep track of a lot of the uh, political stuff. How's Hearthwell doing in the polls? Let me uh, check my scry phone. 61 to 39 in favor of Hearthwell. Fuck. Did they even know? Does anybody know? In my experience, most people just try not to think about it. Look, sentiment against Leish has been strained. You can only find yourself embroiled in so many scandals before people start questioning your humanity. Look at me. I'm not a part of this shit. You realize he's been fingering one of the pockets on the cat's bag. A little catnip. (laughs) Where do we go now? What do we do now? I can't... I can't deal with this. Why are we treating this document like it has already been passed? There's no way the city would stand for this. 
They might not need to. The majority of the Force would be considered monsters themselves. I think that's already true. So in what way can he enforce this? Oh yeah, let's, let's go ahead and convince the Copples and the Doppels to bite the hand that feeds them. They're going to do whatever the money says. Like they always have. It makes my skin crawl to say this, but Wiley ain't wrong. As your eyes pass over the factory blueprints one last time, you realize you're only looking at the tip of the iceberg. This facility seems to have a rather robust sublevel, including a similar array of chemical tanks, as being depicted in the factory map. It doesn't take long to identify a control board outside the office with rune switches that open up service elevators to the downstairs, but the power grid is off. There is, however, a staircase shown leading down the western side of the warehouse downstairs. As much as I want to see you, Mr. Decimus, work your little fix-it magic and make this place's heartbeat again, that might make too much noise. I think we should take the stairs. I'm with Nut. Detective Allman. When they go low, we go lower. Like always. I've been in the sub-basement most of my life. Time to see what's at the bedrock. Your group uses the map to find the entrance to the service stairs and make your way down, slowly and carefully, through a hallway that should lead into the downstairs factory. In the distance, you can hear the pumping of water and the sloshing of waves, probably chemicals being deposited into Dungeon Bay. You're surprised to see that as the deeper you go, the hallway has a few arcane lights powering it. You were positive the supply was cut to the building. Suddenly a figure appears from around the next corner. A mop of curly ivory hair sits atop their head, covered in a gas mask and a pair of glowing green goggles. A skinny man, in a white lab coat, carrying a clipboard. His long, pointed ears give away his elven heritage. He lets out a scream and falls over backwards in shock as he looks up from the clipboard and sees all of you in his corridor. By the gods! You scared me half to death! You're gonna get more scared, pulls out his knife and runs at him. What are you doing here? <laughs> Grabbing Wiley by the shoulder and trying to pull him back a little bit. I'm going to try to put my other arm over his other shoulder with my badge out. We have some questions for you. But this factory is under quarantine for dangerous chemicals. You shouldn't be down here. Buddy, my life is dangerous chemicals. <laughs> Are you not at risk as well? Well, I have taken the precautions and I am a scientist. This is my, uh, my laboratory. Well, where did we get one of those white coats? We do not plan for extra staff for the night shift. BYO coat, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Detective Allman is going to turn around from the guy and sort of lower himself toward his bag and pretend like he's rummaging and ruffling and rifling through it while using his shape-changing ability to make his face look like a gas mask. Mm. Interesting. Oh, uh, I respect the precautions that you have taken, but this is a little bit above the DCP. If you know what I mean, this is a jurisdiction of the Holy Towers under the quarantine. We've been told that this might be the site of other unrelated crimes. Oh, well, certainly we have the hooligans and the houseless that break in quite regularly to the upstairs warehouse, but there isn't much we can do about that other than maybe getting some big scary dogs. Uh, they usually get sick from the fumes and they leave. I, I don't really care. Everyone needs a place to sleep sometimes, but as long as they don't interfere with my cleanup, there is no harm. But you four should not be down here. I'm afraid I have to ask you to leave again right away, or I may have to call some uh, officials. Not a threat. What sort of cleanup are you doing here? Well, the, 
The chemical work they used to do here proved to be very insufficient for the power sources they were trying to found. And the byproduct was quite toxic. So I come here at night to test the chemicals that we are depositing into Dungeon Bay, all under city jurisdiction, and test the levels as they go down. I show up every evening, I work through the night, and it's my lab. I am one of the top scientists for ExoBiotech. My name is Dr. Eisenrauper. And I'm sure it would be lovely to chat with you and get to know you because I work alone all the time, but I'm afraid this factory section is completely off the limits. The bottom line, I knew we shouldn't have cut budget on security. Taking out, still, still with my badge out, pushing it a little more forward, I'm going to say, do you see this right here? Yeah. This is an all-access pass to wherever I need to go to fix problems I find. Now, you don't want to stand in the way of this, do you? Don't be intimidated. I'm going to try to activate the You can have advantage from, from your authority. Sick. I'm going to help by kind of walking up to him and kind of playing a knife towards the hose on the gas mask. Nice. Now, I don't have very good intimidate, but I still got an 18 total. All right. He looks you in the eyes. You can see clear beads of nervous sweat trickling down his face. This seems above his pay grade, and he is definitely intimidated by you, especially this knife-wielding crazy guy with a cat strap. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks all four of you in the eyes, trying to analyze your personalities, and then looks down at the clipboard, nervously seeking answers that aren't there. Fine, fine. If you insist on visiting the lab, then so be it. You can have a quick look around, and then you have to promise to leave. Post haste so I can finish my lightly tests. I f flip my knife away, grab his hand, and I grab his pinky in a lock. Pinky swear. Yeah. The rubber glove that he's wearing to keep his hand safe squeaks against your hand. <laughs> <laughs> My God, they do not pay me enough for this nonsense. All right, I will open the door in a quick look around and then out. Promise? So long as I don't find anything else wrong. Yeah. Oh, everything is well above the board. All in the jurisdiction of the Holy Towers. I've heard that line before. Oh, you do strike me as an elf that would perhaps have a logbook of certain issues that would happen in this lab. I have a clipboard and some chemical testing strips. Is there... Have there been any recent incidents... Other than tonight. <laughs> I take one of the testing strips and touch it my tongue. It immediately proves toxic. <laughs> huh. That is not good. I don't know what he's been put I don't know what Redmayne's been putting in those beers, but damn. The beers. He leads you around the next corner and with a nervous shaking hand opens the door. A heavy metal embossed door and props it open so that you can enter. The space beyond is huge. Just as big as the factory floor above. The lights are extremely low, making it difficult to make out any details. But as you move in, there are clearly large rows of machines humming with life, powered by some source of energy. The smell is no longer acrid. It doesn't sting your nose. It's almost sweet. Kind of smells like a hospital. The sterile metals and plastics. The countless scents of chemicals. The familiar tang of blood. The heavy metal door slams shut behind you as the lights kick on one row at a time. And row after row, the glowing tanks emerge from the metal floor, connected by tubes and wires running across the factory like a tangled mess. The warm pink light from the tanks reflects through the sloshing liquid shifting inside of them, almost as thick as gel. In each, a body is suspended, metal tubes connected to the neck and navel. Children? No. Halflings. Adult male halflings. Dozens of them. One's missing a finger on its hand. One has no eyes or nose. One has limbs that are too long for its body. 
One seems to be deformed and bony on half of their torso. One seems to have organs floating outside of its body. But all of them have a perfect smiling mouth, filled with white teeth. Right off the campaign poster. Tomlin Hearthwell. Jesus fucking Christ. Ah, here we go. Sick. What the fuck? Cloning was a mistake. (laughs) Halflings were a mistake. (laughs) But the corruption of science doesn't stop there. The wires sneaking across the vast floor seem to collect at the far end of the laboratory. A massive metal slab like a surgeon's table. A writhing figure is strapped down with countless chains, leather bonds, and metal wires. A half-conscious bronze dragon filled with tubes, cut open at the joints, blinded and gagged, pumped with minerals and anesthesia, a living battery to this nightmarish place. The natural lighting from within the heart of the beast cannibalized into limitless power sources for this hellish lab. Dr. Eisenralper's goggles turn from green to red as he pulls the rubber gloves off, revealing unnaturally long fingers ending in razor-sharp needle points. His lab coat opens, revealing hundreds of surgical scars machine parts, glowing vials. Whoopsie! (laughs) I guess I taught a little feeb. (laughs) This is in fact my laboratory, but I am not underpaid. In fact, I'm quite fond of my job, especially on nights like this. When you deal in flesh, sometimes you start to lose value for your own. But flesh and blood is everything. It's what makes us real lets us feel things. And we're all different, broken in our own way. And that's perfect. But once you lose appreciation for the flesh, be it yourself or others, that's a hill you can't climb back up. Passion. Commitment. Sustainability. These are the pillars of the Midnouse Corporation. When you're at death's door, only one place has the keys you need to either choose your destination or keep it locked. We offer payment plans for low-income fatalities with professional debt specialists who will help you get the most out of your loan, guide you on your journey, and keep close eyes on you until the job is done. The only things in life you can guarantee are death and taxes. And we've mastered both. Midnouse Corporation. When your time is up, come hereafter. Hey, all you cuties. Welcome to episode three of Dungeon City. It's been a lot of fun getting to host these episodes on our YouTube live premieres Monday night, and I hope you get a chance to join us there. If you want to ask questions of the author, actors, and game master in real time after consuming some content, this is the stream for you. You can find us on YouTube at Slapdash Studios. Visit theluq.com for all the info you need about our flagship podcast, The League of Ultimate Questing, which has Season 3 coming up in the near future including actor bios, links to world lore, and our merch page. And of course, the Patreon. The very same Patreon that keeps the show going. So if you haven't yet, give it a look. But that's enough out of me. I'll see you in the next one.
Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Let's roll initiative to start this combat. Who you? That is a 19 plus two. Mm-hmm. That's a natural 20 for a 23. Ooh. I got a sad little seven. I got a five. Mm. Wonderful. First thing to note for this fight. Y'all have been out of the game for a while. Sure, you get your hands dirty now and then, but this is questing like it used to be. Because of this... Your young blood is pumping through your veins and memories wash over you. You all have a point of inspiration. Ooh. Nice. Next, this fight is going to work weird. I got a little slop, not sloppy. I got a little creative with the rules. Mm. Fuck yeah. There's going to be an interesting series of legendaries and layer actions for this fight. Dr. Eisenrauper has eight legendary actions. Jesus. Rude. We'll see why. One for each toe. (laughs) (laughs) Best I can do is five. But also... (laughs) Dr. Eisenrauper always goes on last. Oh. Ha, nerd. First on the initiative chain is Vernon with a 23. This is clearly a monster in front of us. The science, the actions it has taken. We've stepped right into its trap. Vernon is going to reach for a net to slow this thing down. Also casting Ensnaring Strike. Okay. I'm just going to go ahead and use my inspiration right now before I forget it ever existed. (laughs) Sharp netting. That is going to be a 21 to hit. As your net comes sailing out, Dr. Eisenrauper smiles at you with metallic teeth clicking his metal fingers together. And opening his hand, he casts shield as a reaction, mm-hmm. bouncing your net harmlessly to the floor. What a dick. You all see the shield crackling around him, resonating, waiting for more offense. Naughty, naughty. After the net falls to the floor, I'm going to reach back, grab crud by the lid. Mm-hmm. And launch him <laughs> at Dr. Eisenropper. All right. I'm the trash man. <laughs> For a quick second, Crud is a frisbee mm-hmm. of <laughs> stolen rotten sausage links <laughs> filled with razor blades. Um, and it's not going to beat a 21, so I believe I'm going to miss. But Crud is now next to Dr. Eisenropper. That is the end of Vernon's turn. Using one of his legendary actions, he pushes a button on his wrist and uses his mad scientist ability to animate a clone. The first time this is used in combat, it animates three clones. Three of the tanks slowly slide open as the viscous fluid oozes out onto the floor and these misshapen halflings crawl and clamber towards you, mindless, eyeless, hungry. That brings us to Wiley. Excellent. I am going to pop a rage boner Mm. and charge the beast down and I'm going to reckless attack him. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Shields lasts until his next turn. Mm -hmm. Ah, Fuck me. Can I use inspiration? Absolutely. I want you to hit this one too. Please, please. I love you. I love you, baby. I love you, baby. That is an 18, unfortunately. And that's it for me. You close the gap between it, but his arcane shield remains... 
his only weapon won against many. At the end of your turn, he pushes a button on his wrist and uses another mad scientist action for clone attack. Each clone gets to use a movement and an attack action. Rude. He's got meat shield tanks. Squelching and slurping across the floor, mm. two of them raise their meaty halfling ham fists up to strike at Vernon. They're not great. Um, 16? Not going to do it. All right. The first two clones that attempt to beat your meat fail horribly. <laughs> and one slides like a baby seal made of afterbirth across the floor and tries to slam into Vivian. God, I love that. <laughs> That's going to be a miss. The clones are starting off wet and shitty. <laughs> that brings us to initiative 20, in which he activates a layer action. He's going to use automated arcana as a tiny mechanical finger pushes buttons on his belt, casting one of the spells he has of first or second level. He's going to cast Fairy Fire on everyone. Ah, poopus. I need a dexterity saving throw as the air is filled with this stingy, horrible, bright spraying paint. I get advantage. You do. Din gets an eight. Natty Ice, 23. 17. 15. All right, the DC is 16. Hey. So two of you make the save. Unfortunately, Vivian and Din are chromatic. (laughs) And this is crackling. Like, it actually kind of hurts your skin. Like liquid pop rocks. That makes it Din's turn. I can see you. Good. That means you ain't looking at anybody else. Din is going to hop over next to Vivian Death Row. When he does, he is going to focus himself and use Second Wind. Okay. I'm at maximum hit points. After gaining his focus, he's going to draw his fencing baton back and say, I don't think these count as citizens or living things. Fencing he's going to go. Baton. His fe- yeah, his fencing <laughs> baton. His long Jimmy. <laughs> My girthy Jim in hand, I'm going to slap down at the clone twice. That is not good, but it's still a pair of 13s against its AC. Oh, the clone? The clone. Yeah, that is their armor class. Fantastic. Yeah. These naked halflings? Mm-hmm. I mean, listen. Any armor class they have is purely lubricant-based. I, I was about to say, it could be effective. <laughs> That's 10 on the die, plus my bonus for an even 20 damage to it. Wow. All right. He's going to use biomechanical fortitude to see if he survives the strike. Great. I need to get a very high roll. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. He's dead. Sweet. You crack open this gooey halfling skull like a peeled melon, and the unfinished brain oozes out onto the floor. I wish I could feel good about that. All that remains looking up at you is a perfect white smile. Ugh. That's my turn. At the end of your turn, he's going to use one of his mad scientist actions to activate a clone. That brings us to Vivian throw. As these clones approached, they grouped together. And I have an ability called Reaper. When I cast a necromancy cantrip that normally only targets one creature, I can target a second creature within five feet. Ooh. So as spectral hands reach up from the ground and begin grabbing onto these halflings, I cast chill touch on both of them. Mm. Mm. Do I need to make a save or is that a touch or a spell? It is a uh, ranged attack. Okay. It is the most inaccurately named spell in 5th edition D&D. Agreed. (laughs) That's a nat one. Can I use my inspiration? I would. What's your total? Eight. No, I'd still a one. So if it hadn't been a one, that would have (laughs) hit. 
Now it is a 21. Yes. Very good. Yes. So it's less than a 10 for AC. You're telling me that lubricant is making it easier to hit that? Well. <laughs> I hate you so much. One of them takes five points necrotic. The other takes seven points necrotic. Ooh. Both of them let out a horrible moan of agony. <laughs> Vote Hearthwell. <laughs> Anything else on your turn besides giving these two gooey babies a nasty necrotic headache? I have no bonus actions. I end my turn. All right. I'm Vernon Decimus, and this is To Catch a Predator. (laughs) At the end of your turn, he uses another one of his mad scientist abilities to have the clones attack. They were both going to strike out at Vernon. It is, in fact, an attack of the clones. God damn it. No way. They're attacking me with cocks? I think they both hit. One of them is a total of 20, and one's a crit. Oh, my God. God damn. Way to go, plus three to hit clones. Get baby pummeled. (laughs) You're getting hearthwelled. The crit deals you five damage bludgeoning. The normal hit deals you six damage bludgeoning. (laughs) That's D6s for you, baby. That's how it goes. Good God. All right. That brings it to Dr. Eisenrauper's turn. For one of his actions, he's going to use temporal shift. The doctor can transport himself anywhere in the lab within 30 feet of his starting position. This movement does not provoke attacks of opportunity. With a crackle of arcane energy, he seems to zip into the floor, traveling along the spaghetti of wires running throughout the entire place, and reappears in front of the tanks to your left, giggling curiously. With his other action, he's going to cast a spell. He's going to raise a finger towards Din and hurl a cantrip at you. I don't like that. I need you to make me a constitution save. I don't like that. Ooh, I like that. 21 total. A horrible gout of caustic acid sprays out from an open tube in one of his mechanical fingers. You duck under it as it manages to slam into the tanks behind you, slowly eating away at some of the glass, but it does not affect you. And then at the end of his turn, he uses all of his remaining accumulated legendary actions to use charged strike. He doesn't have anything to do with it this turn, but you see the energy collecting from the vials and tubes on his body manifest into one of his claws, and his fingertips are now crackling with a horrible amount of electrical energy. And that brings us to the top of the initiative with Vernon. His shield is now gown. Gown, gown, gown. Crud. It's time to muddy him up. (laughs) So Crud is going to move towards Dr. Eisenropper and attempt to knock him prone. Okay. So athletics or acrobatics to resist? You got it. Didn't roll great. Mm -hmm. Uh, 14. 11 plus 3, 14. Ah, yes. All right. As Crud... Slip slides and lumbers across the lab, hurling itself towards Dr. Eisenrauper. He simply reaches up and catches him in the air, knocking himself back against one of the tanks, almost losing his footing, but showing an amazing amount of mechanical strength. I have to warn you, I'm stronger than I look. (laughs) Simultaneously, Vernon is going to take out some dead vine blight uh, rope and try and wrap it around Dr. Eisenrauper. And also knock him prone. Okay. Are you fucking lassoing the good doctor? Yeah. <laughs> 17 for Eisenrauber. 21 for Vernon. All right. He falls to the ground prone next to the tanks. Yeehaw. <laughs> so with Crud and Vernon trying to hogtie Dr. Eisenrauber on the ground, I believe that will provide advantage to people who want to attack him within five feet. Correcto. You bundle up the rope and slam it into his legs, and it's kind of like hitting a flagpole. 
but you manage to knock him off of his balance. That brings it to a legendary action. Frantically pushing one of the buttons on his wrist, a clone emerges from the tank right next to him. You hear the moans of the muffled dragon roaring strapped down as energy gets sucked from its chest. <laughs> that brings us to Wiley. Bigger kitty, I gotcha! Wiley is going to use two dashes, one from his cunning action and one from his normal action, to pass by each clone and the doctor, provoking attacks of opportunity from all of them. Interesting. A bold strategy. This will be the two clones in the middle of the floor. Mm -hmm. I think they both hit. Um, That's okay. 17 and 20. I need to get hit in order to keep my rage up. Thankfully, they both rolled the same amount, so you take three from each. That is halved. Okay. Dr. Eisenralper is going to try to strike at you with his prosthetic claw. And that's all juiced up right now, yeah? It's juicy. Hell yeah. I heard prostate claw. Critical. Oh, oh no! It is, oh. At, it is at a disadvantage. Because he's prone. prone. Yeah. I thought that gave advantage to me. I forgot it was the... And I, and I did not reckless attack, so he doesn't have advantage from that. Not Ooh. since last turn. <laughs> if he gets another fucking 20, so <laughs> No, but he does hit. Okay. For sure. Okay. That would have been a crazy... I probably would have just killed you. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Because <laughs> that was a juiced up prosthetic right there. Mm -hmm. Talk about one shots, am I fucking right? If this were a movie, he'd get like thrown over a, a lab table or something. Like be on the ropes and he'd look up and there'd just be like a tray full of like Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> he'd suddenly get a smile and just pop all of it. So you only take four from the claw because that's halved thanks to your rage. Okay but you take eight from the electricity damage in full Ooh. as he discharges all four of his power cells into your thigh. Now that I've used up his reaction, he won't be able to drop another shield or any of that other bullshit. That's mm -hmm. true. And I'm going to use the remainder of my move to get all the way over to my good friend, the dragon. Okay. Dragon kitty. I think I don't have any more actions left, so that's the end of my turn. You smell the horrible metallic smell of dragon blood. And you can see ribs through even the thick scales of its belly plating. This creature is just as much chemical as it is blood now. Horrific in its visage. That will bring it to a legendary action, a.k.a. mad scientist action from Dr. Eisenralpa, and he's going to have his clones attack. That one will move forward and attack the policeman, Mr. Copman, Dick Nut. Dick Nut. No, misses horribly. In fact, it kind of slides awkwardly between your legs and is like face down. That's where I keep the Dick Nut. That's where you keep it. <laughs> Uh, those two are going to turn around and attempt to wail on Crud. Uh, what is Crud's armor class? 18. Yeah, he is made out of that good, good garbage. So one hit, one miss for four points of bludgeoning damage. Crud's doing fine. He woke up like this. Yeah, he woke up feeling shitty. And the other clone is going to move forward and slam into you. The one that was just summoned recently. Another horrible miss. It slips in its own viscous afterbirth and slides into a prone position at your feet. You vote! <laughs> I'll kiss the baby! <laughs> that brings it to the layer action. He's going to use automated arcana to use two of his legendary mad scientist actions to cast one of his spells of cantrip or first level. Uh, he is going to grab onto your leg. Still a disadvantage? Yes, please. This is a flavorful spell touch attack. Does a 16 hit your armor class? It does not. Does not. My carapace shield. Interesting. All right. That is the end of the layer action. And you can feel a huge amount of electricity gathering in his other hand. This from his arcana and not from the tools built inside of him. 
You lift your leg just in time as a streak of lightning tears across the floor and completely short circuits one of the tanks on the other side. Now that is a bad touch I do not want. (laughs) That brings it to Din. Din is conflicted right now. He knows what his allies need as far as help goes, but he also knows the oaths and promises he made to this city. And even places like this make it hard for that to break. Sticking to his word, he is going to turn to the clone on the floor in front of him and bash the hell out of it. Okay. Two attacks. That's going to be 25. Yes. And an 11. Okay. Definitely hits. 21 damage this time. From two different attacks? From two different attacks. It's dead. Please. Taking my fencing baton and crushing this thing back into the ground, I'm going to look at Vivian and say, Mr. Throw. I can't get in there. You got to do it for me. Pointing at the mad scientist. I'll try to keep these little things off of us, but I, I can't touch him. You got it. I've got this one, Nut. Thanks, Viv. My turn's over. As a legendary action, another fresh, wet little baby emerges into the world. <laughs> and that brings it to Vivian. Following Din's command, Viv runs up on this mad science guy and with both hands, reaches out and takes hold of his leg. I'm going to see if I hit before describing this. (laughs) Wise move. (laughs) 21 to hit? Yes, indeed. Oh, thank goodness, because I did not have another inspo. Black ichor pours from her eyes and mouth. Her hands blacken, and she begins to rend his soul. With a third level inflict wounds. Which I am also going to juice with a channel divinity. (laughs) Which I regain on a short rest. Wow. Immune to necrotic. (laughs) Healed by it. 41 points necrotic. Vile. I love it. Let's go. Hot sandwich. (laughs) As you channel the energy into this doctor's leg, You know what it feels like to introduce necrotic force into flesh. And there's very little flesh left here. There is so much more under the skin than you're used to, but you can feel what little blood remains in his veins is turning black, tainting, poisoning the machine inside of him. He lets out a horrible wail. (laughs) That was the most German (laughs) yell I have ever heard. (laughs) You heard it here first, folks. Geinschwe. <laughs> hey, uh, cancel my two o'clock. <laughs> All right. At the end of your turn, he's going to use a legendary action to have the clones attack. Two of them are going to wail on Crud. Uh, no, Crud's thick trash can armor is too much for their soft baby fists. The tiniest, dirtiest front line. <laughs> the trenches. And this one gets an 18 on your armor to try to bonk you with his fist. That is exactly my armor class. For a delicious seven points of damage, he hits you with his full halfling weight. You feel the stinging tang of this amniotic fluid clinging to your armor, infecting the wound with who knows what dark science. I'm sick with science. (laughs) (laughs) That brings us to Dr. Eisenrauper. He's going to use half of his movement to stand up. He is going to reach towards Vivian with a horrible swiftness with his mechanical claw while manifesting a charge strike with his remaining mad scientist points. Mm. 
You should not mess with magic, mein Fraulein. 18 to hit. That is a hit. He hits you with his claw and unleashes the charged arcana inside. That's a good roll. Take that. Uh, 21 points of damage. Oof. Ugh. Using his other action, he uses temporal shift to reappear behind Din. Leaning down and whispering in your ear, he seems taller than he was before. The laws that bind you do not bind me, mine constable. That brings us to the top of the initiative with Vernon. Crud, uh, to me. <laughs> Crud is going to provoke two attacks of opportunity from the clones. Mm -hmm. Move and attack the clone next to me. All right. One of the two clones gets a crit. The other one misses. Cool. Crud takes 12 points of bludgeoning damage. Oof. Woofers. It's all good. Pops one of the reservoirs of his trash bag, spilling out his waste <laughs> blood onto the floor. Mm. Crud's secret. There's always more trash. No, my inside macaroni. <laughs> Boop. And that is going to be above an eight to hit this clone. You do get above an eight, and that does hit. We are going to be doing nine points of damage. Let's see if that Ilko's it or if he stays at one hit point. He stays at one hit point. Oh, Whoa! motherfucker. <laughs> As his biomechanical fortitude is resilient against the sharp, stinging blades of your trash man. Okay. Then, Vernon is going to provoke an attack of opportunity from that clone, since it did mm. not die. Move away and towards Dr. Eisenropper. That is a 23 to hit. That's going to do it. Go clones. Give him a plus three and watch him take over the world. Um, <laughs> so that is five points of bludgeoning. Okay. Still maintaining concentration. Now that I'm free from their threatening reach, I'm going to run towards my net and throw it at Dr. Eisenropper. Okay. Show me that attack roll. That is a natural one. Oh. Uh-oh. Inspiration? Nope. Do I want it to land on Din? That's, uh -oh. that's a thing to do. <laughs> Din, I'm going to have you roll me a dexterity saving throw. If this was any other weapon besides missing with a net. Yeah. I completely understand. I'd also accept a flail. Yeah. Hmm. Or a whip. Or a whip. Angelo, tell die. me what it is. A 34. I don't believe you. It's a 12 on the die. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's going to be a 15 total. Okay. You do not get tangled in the net, nor does it knock you prone, but I will rob you of half of your movement speed on your next turn. That's fine. Just to avoid eating shit. Yeah. Anything else on your turn? Mm hmm. Do I have anything? No. After all that fumbling about, <laughs> that's the end of my turn. All right, after your turn, he's going to use one of his mad scientist actions, and he's going to use a claw attack right into your back. All right. Critical. Fuck. The dice are charged. Fuck. I never roll like this when I'm DMing. I can't spend an inspiration to force him to re-roll against me. Yeah, you could. I can? All right, I will do that. That's some valuable inspiration. Crit! Oh! I ate it for you, Zach. I fucking ate it for you. God damn. <laughs> the 420. The double, the double squid head. Oof. That is brutal. 22 points of slashing damage. Oh, my nutnards. As this horrible prosthetic claw digs into your back and the needles each extend by four inches. Ooh. You can see them poking out of the front of you. Shiny with blood. Perhaps it is time to retire, mine constable. That brings us to Wiley. Wiley is not the smartest man in the world, but he knows chems. 
I am going to take the drugs that I was given yes. and try to find a way to juice this dragon to the gills and have him break his own restraints. Mm, interesting. I've got two full syringes of ice knife, a bunch of uh, white gorgon, and literally anything else you can say that I stole from the fucking place. Hey, buddy, I'm really sorry, but I need you in the game. And I jam a heavily juiced needle directly into his heart. Hmm. All right. Um, I'm going to have you roll me just an alchemy check for administering the drugs into a body you are very unfamiliar with drugging and also one that is currently heavily drugged. Fair enough. That is a 19 on the die. Whoa! For a 24. Okay. As a result of that, the dragon is now entering the initiative at 18. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad, but I love it. It is now conscious enough to attempt to take actions thanks to your infusion. <laughs> um, I'm going to use a bonus action to try and help break one of his restraints. Okay. That is to say, bonus action attack. Yes, offhand attack, for sure. And I will be attacking recklessly. That is a natural 20 on the die. <laughs> you sever two of his restraints. Hey! Release the crack dragon. <laughs> the restraints also double as part of the conduit that is siphoning electricity from the dragon's heart. Ooh. These new crystal dragons are go hard. <laughs> as a result of losing two of his restraints, Dr. Eisenrauper is now down to seven mad scientist actions as his power is diminished. Dungeons and dragons. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to use my move to hop off the dragon and close what distance I can. Such a good idea. Because <laughs> I just imagine he's not going to have a good time. I'm not going to have a good time being attached to him. I mean, he's already having a bad time, and he's going to make that everyone's problem. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of your turn, Dr. Eisenrauber uses one of his mad scientist abilities to summon another clone from a tank. And then that brings it to the layer action, which he triggers for an automated arcana. What kind of armor are you wearing, Max? I am wearing studded leather. All right. Good to know. Good to I'm know. I am dex-based. Then I am going to need Vivian and Crud to roll me a constitution saving throw, as well as one of the Zombos. No. No. Uh, what'd you get? 12 for Crud. Ooh. 16. 16 is the DC, and that's a very good thing. A mechanical hand reaches from the belt and grabs one of the glowing vials. It goes tink, 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 scattering across the floor before it explodes into sonic energy, shattering the tank behind you and hitting you all with full impact. How do you cock a D8? I swear to God. You put an equal sign between it? All right. All right. How dare you? <laughs> Come on. How I dare like you? It. I like it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> uh, 19 points of thunder damage unless you made the save in which case you take half so crud takes 19 points of thunder damage and vivian takes nine one of the clones is completely obliterated as is the tank he rode in on after that it is the dragon's turn uh oh and he is going to use as much of his energy as he can to attempt to break some of his restraints he's still pretty strapped down he's got some work out of him but now he can do it on his own Natural 20. Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, good. This little one is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> we don't use screens in this house, folks. <laughs> Three more restraints go snapping as two more of the mad scientist points gets robbed from Dr. Eisenrauper. Yes. One of the dragon's wings and tail is now thrashing about back and forth, ripping out tubes and causing chaos and mayhem all around him. Din. 
Here's the thing, you medical madman. You're never quite sure which one of us is a coppelganger or which one's a doppelgangster. I am going to use my fighting spirit and my action surge to make four attacks with advantage. Oh, my. And get five temporary hit points. All right, show me them nummies. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. 18. Mm Mm-hmm. 18. Hits. 21. Hits. 23. All four hit. Fuck yes. Well done. None of this is non-lethal. Sure. (laughs) Good cop goes bad. Good cop go bad. Only takes one stinky apple. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That is going to be 26 damage total. Jesus. Real quick, give me a deck save. You got it. 15? DC 16. Uh Uh-oh. You take 13 fire damage from the first one triggering a hellish rebuke as you knock a huge chunk of flesh off of his torso with your club, revealing an internal furnace, which shoots out a gout of fire right in your face. (laughs) If I didn't have temporary hit points, I'd be unconscious right now. I I love that. Four health. The only thing keeping me alive is how angry I am. I know that vibe. (laughs) And through the rage, you continue swinging with each mighty blow, knocking off full visible chunks of flesh that remains on this half-man, half-machine. Knocking loose tubes that are now spilling and bleeding out with precious fluids, keeping him moving. And as you hold your club, shaking, trying to stay on your feet, Dr. Eisenhower is standing perfectly still, almost limp. And he speaks in an amplified voice. You should not be here. You should have left me to my glorious work. Do you have any idea how expensive all of this is? Unforgivable. Execute program DR1D3R. And with the press of a mechanical button on his chest, there's an explosion of flesh and blood. Dr. Eisenrauper screams in agony as it looks like his lower body shreds to ribbons. The howl of agony eases terribly into a wicked laugh as the hidden machine under the flesh comes to life. Hundreds of pistons hissing to existence, collapsing metal rods with sharp edges extend, tubes running from the doctor's torso into his lower body flood with glowing chemicals. Eight gigantic metallic spider legs unfold, lifting his body into the air, now towering over you. A glowing bulb of neon light swells to life in place of a rotund arachnid abdomen. Born anew, baptized in hot chemicals in his own blood, Dr. Eisenrauper stands before you more than just an elf, but a massive glistening dryborg, grinning ear to ear. <laughs> Fucking Dr. Eider, I presume. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I used to have a rare gift, the kind of skill set that keeps someone like me alive in Dungeon City. I used to have a nose for people. I don't mean they didn't wash or something. I mean, for example, you could be talking to some flower salesman and never know that they're one of the most wanted murderers in all of the DIC roster. But I could always smell something more on folks. Maybe you knew your way around a spellbook. Maybe you were worth more than a whole city block because of your investments. I just had a sixth sense. Something was hiding. I don't have that skill as much anymore. Maybe I got my face busted a few too many times. Or maybe people learned to hide it better. Anyway. Don't take someone at face value. They might be more trouble than they're worth. I wish I'd remembered that.
fucking dr one d three or the second yeah. I heard it, I'm just like, you yeah, bastard. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it clicked for both of us at the same time. Because right at the same time, I realized that you started flipping law off across the table. So one of the earliest ideas behind Dungeon City that came to me was the bio drider. I love it. Oh uh, fuck. I'm a let me the see dry that Borg. Oh, That's yeah. so good. That's good. Oh yeah, that delicious that scans. I like that. He, I like that he looks just a little bit like Hunter S. Thompson too. Nah. Just, just a little bit. What a what a surprisingly tough fight, right? <laughs> I mean, fucking eight legendary. The zombies are fucking just distraction sure, reaction sure. fodder. But <laughs> the crits. Yeah, I'm glad you went for the dragon early. I had some mechanics in mind for how that was going to manifest the fight. We're gonna need it because. Uh, and fun fact, uh, Eisenrauper is German for the uh, Iron Crawler. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, uh, damn I'm, it. My spell slots aren't great. We'll see how this goes. Was there any Phoebe Momos from this? Start with Dana this time? Uh, you've never started with me before. <laughs> I know. That's why you deserve it. I think you might have to deal with it. I, um... <clears throat> I didn't like any of it. <laughs> God, it's okay. No... <laughs> I I liked uh, I liked everything that Max was doing. I like how you were trying to stick to your your oath, do your thing, and then finally just like, you know, you don't know who's good and who's bad, and just fucking gut him. Thank yeah. you. Thank like, you. The whole I I really appreciate how you've been playing your character throughout this. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> Din's up there with with favorite characters I have made. I fucking love the evil paperwork that we found, the like legal documents being like, this shit sucks. Here's how we take control of it. Fucking way to lay out a villain's plans in like a very interesting and appropriate way for the experience we've been having so far. That's gotta, that's gotta be up there for me. That was a lot of fun. I really like the evolution of the time we've had with Dr. Eisenropper. Um, <laughs> just from guy. the, you know, Saw us and stumbled, you know, a little disarming. It's like, oh, no, I'll have to call some authorities, which is protocol. So it's like, okay, yeah, get in there, Please get don't in there. Hurt me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, meanwhile, he's just, you know, stroking a bio abdomen underneath there. <laughs> Fucking good. when Zach was like, I grab his finger and pull it back, I saw a moment of hesitation in law. Well, I, I remember what I hadn't about. described his rubber gloves yet, and sure. I know that to start the fight, he pulls them off. So I was like, okay, mm -hmm. that's a good time to mention the gloves. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Could hide the strength underneath. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Eisenropper. Yep, 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 yep. I fucking adore every single bit of your flavor uh, for your character's combat, and I love the idea of, like, a trash ranger. And this <laughs> whole, like, every single one of your combat actions are fun as shit, and I love the use of <laughs> nets, which, like, you never see anybody use fucking nets. I'm a... Shield net, <laughs> trash golem or trash elemental. I don't think anyone's combo. ever used sharpshooter with a net. So it's very I checked funny. it. <laughs> to it's be fair, to be funny. fair, all rangers are trash rangers. Mm. That's fair. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. Inarguable. <laughs> Coming in hot. I mean, I'm I'm just glad you guys are all adding a lot of flavor to your things you're doing. I mean, everything with the cell phone and the co cop code of conduct. I'm really <laughs> happy you went and tried to help the dragon in a really fucked up way. <laughs> You're kind of helping it. I was going to say at the beginning of your turn, if you, like, break your oath, I'll break mine. And I, I 
am happy to interpret what you did as a breaking of an oath as a kind. Oh, yeah. I mean, I literally used drugs on somebody unwilling. Yeah. I feel like that's pretty fucking shitty for an addict to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah when yeah. it's also a good thing you grabbed a couple doses of each or else you wouldn't have anywhere near enough to affect the yeah. I mean, a whole canister of the White Gorgon, I should hope that should get the boy going. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I love crud. He's a very good familiar. So crud. Just all the different descriptions of rotten meat and pieces of metal. <sighs> good boy. Well, I've been having a great time with this. We have one more episode remaining. It was originally going to be three, but I wrote too much. Hey. <laughs> uh, so thank you, Hediger the Editor, for editing these episodes. I already know you did a great job. Uh, thank you, Brie Golden, for this map. This is the second of the two. I love it. The, so cool. the neon sinister lighting is extremely lovely. And uh, you even had time to draw the dragon, even though I brought my own. <laughs> but we will catch you in the next one. And until then, we'll keep it shitty in the city.